years before, he had come as a poor student to Rome, and had lived ever since upon some small endowment for research, which had been awarded him by the University of Bonn. Painfully and slowly and doggedly, with extraordinary tenacity and single-mindedness, he had climbed from rung to rung of the ladder of fame, until now he was a member of the Berlin Academy and there was every reason to believe that he would shortly be promoted to the chair of the greatest of German universities. But the singleness of purpose which had brought him to the same high level as the rich and brilliant Englishman had caused him in everything outside their work to stand infinitely below him. He had never found a pause in his studies in which to cultivate the social graces. It was only when he spoke of his own subjects that his face was filled with life and soul. At other times he was silent and embarrassed, too conscious of his own limitations in larger subjects, and impatient of that small talk, which is the conventional refuge of those who have no thoughts to express. And yet for some years there had been an acquaintanceship which appeared to be slowly ripening into a friendship between these two very different rivals. The base and origin of this lay in the fact that in their own studies each was the only one of the younger men who had knowledge and enthusiasm enough to properly appreciate the other. Their common interest and pursuits had brought them together, and each had been attracted by the other's knowledge, and then gradually something had been added to this. Kennedy had been amused by the frankness and simplicity of his rival, while Berger, in turn, had been fascinated by the brilliancy and vivacity which had made Kennedy such a favorite in Roman society. I say had, because just at the moment the young Englishman was somewhat under a cloud. A love affair, the details of which had never quite come out, had indicated a heartlessness and callousness upon his part, which shocked many of his friends. But in the bachelor circles of students and artists, in which he preferred to move, there is no very rigid code of honor in such matters, although a head might be shaken, or a pair of shoulders shrugged over the flight of the two and the return of one. The general sentiment was one of probably curiosity, and perhaps of envy rather than reprobation. Look here, Berger, said Kennedy, looking hard at the placid face of his companion. I do wish you would confide in me. As he spoke, he waved his hands in the direction of a rug, which lay upon the floor. On the rug stood a long, shallow fruit basket of light wickerwork, which is used in the Campania, and this was heaped with a litter of objects. Inscribed titles, broken inscriptions, cracked mosaics, torn papyri, rusty metal ornaments, which to the uninitiated might have seemed to have come straight from a dustman's bin, but which a specialist would have speedily recognized as unique of their kind. The pile of odds and ends in the flat wickerwork basket supplied exactly one of those missing links of social development which are of such interest to the student. It was the German who had brought them in, and the Englishman's eyes were hungry as he looked at them. I won't interfere with your treasure trove, but I should very much like to hear about it, he continued, while Berger very deliberately lit a cigar. 
It is evidently a discovery of the first importance. These inscriptions will make a sensation throughout Europe. For everyone here, there are a million there, said the German. There are so many that a dozen savants might spend a lifetime over them and build up a reputation as solid as the castle of St. Angelo. Kennedy sat thinking with his fine forehead, wrinkled, and his fingers playing with his long, fair moustache. You have given yourself away, Berger, said he at last. Your words can only apply to one thing. You have discovered a new catacomb. I had no doubt that you had already come to that conclusion from an examination of these objects. Well, they certainly appear to indicate it, but your last remarks make it certain. There is no place except a catacomb which could contain so vast a store of relics as you describe. Quite so. There is no mystery about that. I have discovered...